Welcome everyone, this is Treks to Nowhere. The Arctic Circle is a fickle thing. For most that have spent even a moment ruminating about it, it's probably just known as that line, somehow related to the setting sun during a solstice event or some such. The precise definition is a bit more complicated, but can be summed up as such. The line that marks the northernmost point at which the noon sun is just visible at the northern winter solstice, and the southernmost point at which the midnight sun is just visible at the northern summer solstice. Makes perfect sense, right? If you do find yourself trying to accurately define this seemingly straightforward line further, it gets even more baffling. Looking at a basic map that shows the Arctic Circle, one can easily pick out the countries that find some part of their territory north of it and within the designated region we all call the Arctic. It is obvious that parts of the US, Canada, Denmark, vis a vis Greenland, Norway, Sweden, Finland, and Russia, as well as a few other islands and archipelagos like Svalbard and Franz Josef Land, all contain at least some landmass above this line. However, if you look up the details of the Arctic Circle, various credible resources also list Iceland as being transected by the Arctic Circle. Ostensibly, Maps reveal that the entirety of Iceland appears to fall just below the Arctic Circle, however. While the very northern part of mainland Iceland does look to come notably close to the identified line, it does in fact fall just short. So why then is Iceland listed as an Arctic country? Well, it turns out that a minuscule part of Iceland does actually fall north of the Arctic Circle. About 25 miles north of mainland Iceland, there is a small and isolated island known as Grimsey. This small parcel of land, which is territorially part of Iceland, is less than two square miles or five square kilometers in size and is home to less than a hundred permanent residents. Despite its diminutive nature, however, this tiny piece of land holds a major claim to fame and that it does contain the only part of Iceland that falls north of the Arctic Circle. Upon learning about this unique place, my immediate reaction was that I had to find a way to visit it in person. Now it's important to first give a little more detail on this fascinating geographical oddity. If I were to pose the question, what is the latitude of the Arctic Circle? Many might answer by saying either 66 degrees 30 minutes latitude, or maybe even 66 degrees 33 minutes to be more exact. But why that latitude? This is somewhat of a complicated and nuanced question, however, and a precise answer is much more difficult to define. If one can somehow manage to actually get to Grimsey Island, there is an actual monument there marking the Arctic Circle. One can even get a certificate from the gift shop stating that they've been to the Arctic Circle in Iceland, which incidentally is a major reason that many tourists seek out this obscure island in the first place. But where exactly is this monument erected 
and at what latitude. It turns out that the Arctic Circle is actually not a stationary line of latitude, despite what you may have learned. You see, the rotational axis of Earth is currently tilted about 23.5 degrees. Incidentally, if you subtract 23.5 degrees from 90 degrees, you get 66.5 degrees, which is exactly the latitude of the Arctic Circle that we all learned in grade school. Now, this tilt of Earth's rotational axis is known as Earth's obliquity, and it fluctuates between about 22 degrees and about 24 and a half degrees, and it moves through a cycle going from steep down to shallow and back to steep again. And that entire cycle takes 41,000 years. Now, this cycle, which is actually one part of a larger group of changes in Earth's axis and orbit, known as the Milankovitch cycles, has somewhat profound impacts on Earth's climate and has actually played a large role in our past glacial interglacial periods. Now, what this axial tilt actually means in terms of the practical location of the Arctic Circle is that it moves and it's currently migrating northward almost 15 meters per year. So this means that the Arctic Circle is not actually where the monument in Iceland is located, but has moved many meters north since that monument was first erected in the early 1900s. So, does the Arctic Circle even still transect Iceland at all today? Or has the entire country now completely fallen south of that line, and therefore the Arctic? Has Iceland's membership to the Arctic Club been revoked? Thankfully, there are online tools known as obliquity calculators that can help to accurately answer this question. These tools can calculate the angle of the ecliptic of obliquity and produce a very precise location of the Arctic Circle on any given date and time, past, present, or future, to 10 decimal places. That's less than a millimeter on the ground. So, for example, if one were to input the date of, say, August 30th, 2017 at 12 p.m. into such a calculator, it would give the following result. 23.4350279869 degrees. Now, if you take that number and you subtract it from 90, and you plot the result on a map of Iceland, what you'll find is that yes, the Arctic Circle does still transect Grimsey Island, but only just barely. You see, on that particular date in 2017, the Arctic Circle is less than 100 meters from the northern tip of the island. So what this means is that there is only a tiny parcel of land at the very northern tip of Grimsey, that's officially part of the Arctic. A plot of land only a few acres in size. In addition to the changes in Earth's tilt or its obliquity, there is also another change that the Earth's axis goes through. It's called precession. Similar to how a top moves, the axis of Earth wobbles around in a circular motion over a 26,000 year cycle. 
So what this means is you have a complicated combination of axial processes and changes that are influencing the precise location of the Arctic Circle. So it's not a simple matter of the Arctic Circle moving up and down over tens of thousands of years. It actually has subtle wobbles to its motion as well. In addition to the obliquity and the precession, there's also a tiny natural wobble that happens with the Earth's axis because of the influence of the moon, and this is called the nutation. So what this all means is that as the Arctic Circle drifts northward like it is today, there is a very slight sinusoidal movement to it. This means over several years it will drift north, and then slowly drift back south again, and then drift back north, but while all trending north. Now this type of movement will continue to happen until the Earth's tilt reaches a minimum of about 22 degrees, around the year 12,000 CE. At that time, the Arctic Circle will finally start trending back south again. So, if one were to take the absolute northernmost point of Grimsay, it is possible to calculate the exact year that the Arctic Circle will move entirely north of the island, and thus Iceland. Using that online ecliptic obliquity tool, we can actually extrapolate the path of the Arctic Circle out into the future hundreds of years to see when that date will happen. What we find is over the next 40 years, Grimsey moves in and out of the Arctic Circle as it proceeds through that sinusoidal wobble. But here's the thing. By 2062, the Arctic Circle will permanently move north of Grimsey for another 16,000 years. What's interesting is if you actually note the latitude of the current monument on Grimsey and you use the obliquity tool to backtrack what year the Arctic Circle was at that location, you'll find that it roughly aligns with the early 1900s. And this is reasonable as the marker was erected around the turn of the 20th century. Now, of course, all of this brings us back to my unyielding fascination with geographical oddities. The reason why I chose to highlight the date of August 30th, 2017, was because that is the date that I actually traveled to Grimsey in order to trek north of the Arctic Circle. In late August of 2017, I was set to embark on a 10-day vacation of Iceland. The purpose of this trip was to rent a small camper van and tour the majority of the island via its famous ring road, stopping at many interesting places along the way with a specific interest in the more remote and obscure places. Now, as part of this trip, my goal was to block off a single day in order to travel out to Grimsey and hike the two clicks to its northern tip in a bid to cross the Arctic Circle. My itinerary for my trip had me working along the southern parts of Iceland and gradually around to the northern half in a counterclockwise direction, so I planned to embark on this trip around day six. Before leaving the States, I made reservations for passage on the ferry that leaves from the small northern Icelandic town of Dalvik and would take me up to the island of Grimsey. On my planned departure date, I arrived at the ferry dock on schedule in Dalvik, presented my boarding pass, and was on the ship within minutes. After a very short safety briefing, we departed, 
and made our way down the Eyjafjörður fjord and transited out into the open Greenland Strait. This was my first time truly experiencing rough waters on a small ship. Needless to say, just about everyone on the ferry, about 20 of us, all suffered from some notable seasickness. I managed to keep it together for the almost three-hour traverse and focused mostly on the breathtaking views looking back towards the north coast of Iceland. The ferry eventually pulled into Grimsey on schedule and shortly thereafter, I found myself hiking north on the established footpath towards the Arctic Circle. Now, as I made my way northward, I first passed the established monument near the end of the airstrip. It was a good spot for some photos, but I knew it was truly only symbolic. As I continued onward towards the extreme tip of the island, I noticed something rather bizarre approaching in the distance. Very near where I had calculated the location of the Arctic Circle, there appeared to be a giant concrete sphere. It looked oddly out of place given the scenery. It was clearly man-made and did appear to mark the given location of the true Arctic Circle. Now, it's important to note that this object was not visible in any of the previous photographs taken of the area that I had come across in my research, nor in any of the satellite imagery. As I came to discover later, there was a recent contest put on by the Icelandic government to design a new monument marking the Arctic Circle. This giant concrete sphere, known as Orbis et Globus, became the winning entry, most notably because the artist had indicated that it could be rolled north and south to accurately track the aforementioned changes in the Arctic Circle. Being welcomed by a giant man-made concrete sphere while also being accompanied by about 15 other people from my same ferry definitely took some of the isolated remoteness out of the situation, but it did not dampen my spirits. A few short minutes later, I noticed that my GPS started to chirp. I had pre-programmed in all of the waypoints for the accurate measurements of the Arctic Circle, and as I crossed the imaginary line that marked the Arctic Circle, something welled up inside me. There was a moment where I was standing on the ground, right at the point where my GPS was indicating, and I had my right foot on one side of the line and my left foot on the other, and there was just something incredibly surreal about that situation. Now, obviously, the accuracy of my GPS is not that precise, but I still like to imagine that there was a moment where part of me was in the Arctic and part of me was not. As I looked in front of me, past the giant concrete sphere, north out into the ocean, I realized that there was only about 50 meters left of land beneath my feet before it dropped off precipitously into the ocean. So, here I was standing on a few small acres of land, tucked away at the northern tip of a tiny Arctic island a hundred kilometers north of Iceland, alone in the middle of the Arctic Ocean. At one point, I had the realization that every other person in all of Iceland was, at that moment, south of me. I walked as far north as I possibly could to the very edge of the island, placed a small rock on a cairn that had been built by previous adventurers, and sat down with my legs dangling over the cliffside, looking out into the Greenland Strait. Another thought occurred to me at that moment as I sat there with my legs dangling over the cliffside and eating a small sandwich. 
In all of my travels to remote places, my nine Antarctic deployments, my time spent up in Alaska, the Yukon, in Canada, and other very far northern places, I had never actually been north of the Arctic Circle. I reflected on that thought for quite some time and then wondered how long would it be until I found myself again north of the Arctic Circle. After taking numerous photographs and video clips, I eventually did pack up and start the walk back. I hiked back along the eastern coast of the island, which featured a beautiful cliffside walk for over three kilometers. In addition to the few dozen other people located on Grimsey, the island was populated with hundreds of bird species, including puffins. Ultimately, I hiked all the way down to the southern tip of the island and even visited the lighthouse. I eventually sauntered back to the boat dock area and boarded my ferry just in time for the passage back to Dalvik. Before boarding the ferry, I was presented with an official certificate written in Icelandic stating that on 30th of August 2017, I explored north of the Arctic Circle. That night as I laid in my small camper van in the quiet campground outside of Dalvik, I was awarded with the most incredible display of aurora borealis I've ever seen in my life. Multiple green curtains dancing across the sky. It lasted for over 30 minutes. I've never in my entire life seen anything quite like it, and it's a memory I will carry with me forever. As I drifted off to sleep that night, I smiled at the thought that I had successfully fulfilled my mission of venturing to the tiny island of Grimsey in order to explore one of the smallest pieces of the Arctic currently in existence. Truly a memory I will cherish forever. Incidentally, another fun geographical oddity with regards to this trek is that the southern tip of Grimsey is actually located farther south than the northernmost point of mainland Iceland, known as Rifstangi. To be entirely accurate, there is a small skerry that only barely juts up above the sea, about 75 kilometers north of Grimsey called Kolbeinzi, which is actually the current northernmost point of Iceland. However, due to high sea erosion and rising sea levels, it is expected to entirely disappear below the sea within the next decade. So by the time the Arctic Circle does move above Grimsey in 2061, the very small island of Kolbeinzi will have long since disappeared. Thank you everyone for following along in this episode as we revisited my trek to nowhere up to the northern tip of Grimsey Island in Iceland on my quest to set foot north of the Arctic Circle. In the next episode, we'll explore various poles around the world and more specifically, the North American Pole of Inaccessibility. Take care everyone and be safe. Thank you.